Blessed be the fruit. The month has finally arrived. Viral Mindfulness Academy is almost open. And in honor of this exciting event, I have a special offer just for you. Stay tuned. Testing one, two, three. It's Soul Sibling Sunday. The sun has gone down. Oh my gosh, I'm talking. What is going on? Hello there. Uh, You're the first person I've talked to in seven, eight days. I don't know what I was thinking. Whoa, it feels weird. Hi. I've been wanting to talk so much. I finally got a message from, I gave myself permission to text message and Um, okay, let me just, I can't even fathom that I'm talking right now. So let me just gather my senses. Plus I have my headphones on so I can hear myself talking. Donna, Donna here. I must tell you, I went into the void in the depths of silence. And what I found there was scary. It's very frightening. So I was texting my best friend Jay in New York, and he's like, you really want to talk, don't you? And I was like, I do, I do. (laughs) Try telling yourself you can't talk for seven days, let alone one day. It's really hard. It's hard. It's really hard. So let me just go back to the beginning. I had the space and the time. I have the luxury. I live alone. I sit under my avocado tree. I watch squirrels shake avocados from my tree. True story this week. I watch these little birds sing in the boughs and branches of my avocado tree. And so I'm aware that my life is this quality and characteristic And I made that happen. And so I realized that I've never sat in silence for a long period of time. Um, I've never done a silent retreat for more than like several hours or kind of like an afternoon, evening, like day at the most. And I just knew that it was something that I needed to do, I wanted to do, and I was feeling mostly called to offer my words and my voice with an attitude to listen. And it was also helpful that my teacher, Adi Ashanti, is sitting in retreat for almost four months, started the beginning of December, or maybe it was mid-November, one of my friends from a wise circle that I belong to, we were five, now we are three, she was sitting in silence for most of this week. We met last Friday, a week ago Friday, and she was heading into silent retreat with her partner. And so by the next day, Saturday, and by Sunday, I was on my way. And I knew it was important because I was scared. And... um. I was scared. I, I'm learning that the things that I don't want to do, the things that I don't know how to do, the things that are new that require lots of effort and discipline are the things that are where this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. 
So I could sit here and talk forever because I haven't been talking for a week, but let me not bore you. So before I go into a little bit more detail, I'm going to share with you some just several thoughts that I had this week. And particularly, it's about meditation and mindfulness. And but before we do that, it's true. This is the month, January 2021, Viral Mindfulness Academy is opening its doors. It's finally here. I had lots of time this week to work on items and to really solidify and fine tune what it is I want to be doing and teaching and offering to you if you're interested. So a week from tomorrow, a week from Monday, the 11th of January, for podcast listeners, for my email subscribers who belong to Viral Mindfulness Mondays, any of you will get access to free admission to Viral Mindfulness Academy with a welcome gift, a guided meditation playlist with six guided meditations for now. And this will get you access into my classroom, my online classroom, which I like to think of as a digital campground, a place for you to set everything down and just kind of plug yourself into presence and to practice and learning and into my world to allow me into your world in a little more organized and substantial way. So it was really hard to be quiet and I was expecting peace and tranquility and it was tumultuous and there were moments of peace and tranquility, but I'll get to all those. So let me play for you a song from the silence, from my time in retreat at home, quiet and attempting to listen I've been learning the music of this wonderful, wonderful woman who has composed this beautiful album called Inscape. And so I'm going to play for you a song from that album. So her name is Alexandra Streliski. She's a Montreal-based pianist who creates minimalist and cinematic music. Billboard calls her, quote, one of the foremost new stars in modern classical, end quote. Noisy describes her music as, quote, a contrast of depth and fragility that uncannily resembles the human condition itself, end quote. From an early age, Streliski moved by romantic composers as Chopin, Rachmaninoff, and Schumann, but film composers like Hans Zimmer, Philip Glass, and John Williams were also a great inspiration for her as she grew up. One of the rare women in the modern classical world, she made her debut with the album Pianoscope in 2010. Independently released, the album eventually reached 15 million streams and was heard in various films and TV projects. Jean-Marc Vallier, Oscar-nominated film Dallas Buyers Club, even led her music to be heard at the Academy Awards ceremony in 2014. In 2018, Strzelisky signs a record deal with the Montreal-based label Secret City Records, and she releases her second album, Inscape. So this is the one that I've been listening to with more than 110 million streams worldwide 
and 97,000 albums sold. The album is a commercial and critical success since its release. Now certified platinum in Canada, it has rewarded Strelitzky with three Felix Prizes, Album of the Year in Quebec at the Canadian Independent Music Awards, and three Junos nominations, including Best Album in 2019. The word Inscape is a contraction of inner landscapes, but also refers to Gerald Manley Hopkins' concept of unique quality of the self. Sometimes used in visual arts to express the interior design of a human being, Strelitzky was interested to capture what it could sound like in music as well. She says, Inscape is a very personal album. I wrote it in a period where many things I had built didn't feel right anymore. I suffered depression, a separation, and a professional change that year. I had to change many things to be in accordance with myself again and faced many inner landscapes that I did not necessarily want to explore before. This album is an attempt for me to capture what a human life transition sounds like with all its fragility, vulnerability, and imperfections. Ooh, that, those are three words to describe my silent retreat this week. Fragile, vulnerable, and imperfect. So without further delay, I, per, I present to you a short clip of the first song from this album. And the title is called Plus Tweet. Two words, plus, and then T-O-T, French. I'm not sure what that means yet. Here you are.
Okay, so I'm way off. The pronunciation is plutôt. Ready? Plutôt. Plutôt. That's the pronunciation. Uh, the meaning is hmm, earlier. Means earlier. It means. When I'm trying to explain something to somebody and I just. I'm on my phone checking stuff. Fact checking. I'm fact checking everybody. It, it, comparatively, previously, before, now, sooner. Hope you enjoyed that. So thanks, Flexibly Emily. Flexibly Emily. (laughs) Flexible Blue. Uh, She sent me a text and introduced me to this woman and I'm just blown away. I listened to her all November into December and I bought her music and I was playing it this week and it was such a perfect reflection and such a, a beautiful echo of what was happening with me internally. So thanks for working with my use of speaking again. And so I wanted to tell you a few things that I was thinking about in not using my voice. So the logistics of what I did is by 6 p.m. last Sunday on sundown, I had contacted all my friends and left messages to people and let them know that I would be gone and I would be silent. I would be able to text and email and I wasn't going to talk. And if they needed to tell me something or wanted to add to the silence, feel free to do so. It was interesting to see how different people responded. Um, My mother was so funny. She had 10 million questions, which is very apropos for for her. And she also just (laughs) didn't get it. She, She, it seemed so foreign to her. It made me giggle because... It, it doesn't seem, well, it doesn't seem that odd to me that one would want to practice silence, but I also realize that each of us has a different frame of reference for how we practice or how we dip our toes and our fingers into the waters of spirituality or religion or philosophy or information. And I know for me, the inner landscape um, is such a important part of my evolution now. And um, so one of the things that became very clear to me right off the bat was that this was much harder than I thought. And that once again, in reflection or in relationship to practice for me, I was being given the path. The path is my practice. Whatever shows up in real time and is happening is the is the practice and the point for me. And so often I'm very fixated on having spiritual the spiritual effects. I want the tranquility. I want the peace. I want to transcend. I want to have this meaningful realization. And I have some of those experiences and where I'm at for my spiritual path is that it's a whole experience and I need to create space for the chaos and for the pain and for the hunger and the lust and the distraction and the jealousy and the anger and the resentment and the envy 
um, that creating a seat at the table for all aspects of the human experience, for death and loss and grieving and lost relationships and friendships. And so I didn't have a great time and it was very hard for me and I was very emotional and a lot of things came up for me. And so what I did was I just kept practicing. I just kept starting again. I stayed. And part of what I was doing throughout the week was I was in regular sitting meditation practice. Um, the most I was doing was 45 minute sitting sessions at a time. That's the furthest I've been able to get on my own. And several sessions a day, not always 45 minutes. A lot of times it was 30 minutes. Sometimes I would ward myself and give myself a treat like a dog. Alexander here, you get to meditate for 10 minutes. <laughs> it was such a treat. And then with those sessions, I would also do walking meditation at the beach. And I was still working and I was still... Um, you know, making music and painting and doing all the things. I wasn't, you know, just sitting and incomplete. Like, well, I think that's the other thing too, I realized is that whatever you think it's going to be like, it's not. And you can design your retreat and your practice the way you need to and want to, and it can evolve and it can take different stages and phases over time. So that's another thing I became aware of is I remember probably in 2013 and 14, I was longing for a spiritual teacher. And then recently I was reading in some of my journals from 2007, 8, 9, and I was talking about a spiritual teacher and a spiritual community and having friends in that arena. And um, so here I am actually in 2020, now 2021, literally living that reality. And it took many years to get here. And my spiritual teacher, Adi Ashanti, I found in 2015. I have met him, well, I've never shook his hand. Um, I've sat in his retreats, just day-long retreats. Um, I don't think he has any idea who I am. Um, and in 2013, 14, when I was kind of looking into this desire and kind of trying to figure out how to do it, I realized you, Alexander, you don't have to go to India. You don't have to go to, to on this long, like forsaken journey. You can do what you're doing here. And now do it like you do everything else online. You're an online forward person. You're studying online entrepreneurship and marketing, just like you're doing all these other things. Do it online. And that's where I, well, I found Adi Ashanti in 2015 from a person that I met in LA when I was first sober. And I bumped into him at this pool dance party and we had this instant chemistry and connection and all kinds, spiritual, sexual, all of it. And he introduced me to Adi Ashanti, and he was also a very helpful spiritual friend into the AA 
people who used to use drugs and meth and helped me find footing with Adi Ashanti. And then he disappeared. Well, he's he got, I don't know. I don't know where, where he went. I do know where he went, but I'm not really sure what happened between us. It was an odd encounter or ending to it. And um, I just stayed with, and I met Adi Shanti in person very soon after. In fact, I went with this friend. That was one of our sort of last get-togethers. And I realized that this man was speaking um, to my soul in such a deep language that resonated and was encouraging me into a depth that I hadn't quite understood and helped me really settle into meditation practice. There's a lot of different suggestions. There's a lot of different, well, there are different ways to focus your structure your form and his style and suggestions and insight were deeply moving to me and so I have stayed with him and then in 2017 he put his spiritual retreats online and started these three months the first year and then two months uh, retreats online and I've done them every year since so 2018 2019 and 2020 and I'll do it again. This probably March is when it usually starts. Um, this wise circle of friends this year, I've been meeting with five people from Adi Ashanti's retreat of 2020. We formed a small group and we were together, five of us, from March until November. And I've talked a little bit about this before. And so... Um, in the podcast here. And so I'm just going to stop there and just say that I believe that spirituality at this point, especially right now in 2021, as we begin this new year, that what's most important is that you put forth the effort that you get out of your head and think, oh, I need to wait until some future date. No, 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 no. You need to start today. And you need to start with what you have in front of you. We have access to so much. And so one of the other things that became apparent to me was that all of the teachings, all of the teachers are there to get us to shut up and to listen. And when we can start to listen in a very real, simple, fundamental way. That's where the realizations and the lived experience happens. You know, this week has been so intense. I mean, it's just hard to even describe. I'm used to like telling people stories about psychedelic experiences with ayahuasca or peyote or, you know, mushrooms and now I'm telling you an experience where I didn't do any of that. And it's hard for me to even tell you what it was like. But it was not enjoyable most of the time. It was very stressful for me. I was distracted. I was emotional. I had a really hard time sitting in meditation. And yet, I ran into my sister and my nephew. They were driving by in the parking lot and they knew I was in silent retreat. And so they just said hello. And 
my sister made some comment about me looking peaceful and I was thinking inside, oh, you could, oh, you could know what's going on in here. Like, can you not see how crazy I feel? And then I realized, oh, so often when one observes a group of people sitting in meditation, it looks like they're just, you know, sitting there and there's, <laughs> they are, but there's such a dichotomy to, and the fluidity of that experience. And so <laughs> it's 25 minutes. You've heard me speak long enough. I've missed talking to you tremendously. I want to give you a couple more things that I learned. I learned that eventually the seeker is going to get exhausted. And that's when it starts to happen when it's simply about being here. It's about being right here, Alexander. Like you, like I wanted to be tell you all that I had a very unsuccessful, unproductive retreat. <laughs> and that's not true. It was exactly what it needed to be. And there were moments of all kinds of things. I had moments of reverence and stillness and quiet and solitude and peace and meaning and I also had a lot of emotion was moving through me a lot of grief a lot of a lot of 2020 so I think that that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> Um, next up on the podcast, I'm going to tell you about the last show I saw on Broadway. Actually, it was a year ago tonight, January 3rd, 2020. And then a year ago tomorrow, my sister's birthday, January 4th of 2020, a year ago, was the last time I saw my goddess daughter, Harvey Rose. I kissed her. Well, I gave her her bottle for her afternoon nap. And we rocked together in the chair and then I kissed her forehead and laid her down to take her nap. And that's the last time I've seen her in person. <laughs> She's my little star child. She's what a grandchild would be to me if I had children. So since I don't and I'm part of the House of Blue, she's a falling star that has found me and chosen me. I am her Baba Blue. So um, that's next up on the podcast. And um, if you're not a Viral Mindfulness Monday email subscriber, I am sending emails this winter and I would love for you to be on my Monday email list. And you can subscribe over at my website, viralmindfulness.com forward slash subscribe. And Viral Mindfulness Academy is actually really opening. And so to tell you a week from tomorrow, I will be offering to all my email subscribers and to my podcast listeners who have the secret podcast link, the URL, which you don't have yet, um, you will get free admission to class, to my academy. And Viral Mindfulness Academy is a place where we will be studying the spiritual arts. I'm spreading creativity and compassion and connection and calm. And so there's several things happening this month. I'm going to be doing a watercolor class and it's a Zoom paint and meditate. 
Um, it's going to be really awesome. I'm also going to be teaching you, um, well, whoever wants to, a lullaby. Lullabies are a great way for children to meditate. And we as adults don't know enough lullabies. And so I'm going to be offering um, a workshop teaching you one of my favorite lullabies so you can sing it to the children in your life. And um, February of 2021, I have my very first live retreat happening online. And it is going to be awesome. I have been pouring my heart into revisions. Um, We're going to be working on the breath. It's called Breath of Fresh Air. Air has never been a more fundamental element with the breathing and the breath and the vulnerabilities that COVID have brought into our world and our reality. And with that, I wanted to offer um, an in-person retreat with me online for two months where we'll be working on the breath and mostly we'll be working in community together. And you'll have some community and you'll have some accountability and some connection. And I will be your trusted field guide, field instructor. So all this goodness is coming your way. And so thanks for being a podcast listener. And it really helps me get discovered by new users. Uh, If you were to leave a review, if you haven't, and even if you have not subscribed yet on your app, you could hit the subscribe button. And then you can also hit, you know, five stars. And you could leave a review and you could just say something you've learned from my podcast, something that you like about viral mindfulness or the things that I'm presenting and teaching, I would appreciate it greatly. So thanks for letting me break my silence with you. And oh, also, I'm going to be doing an online concert as well. I'm going to be playing a few songs from this wonderful artist. And um, so all all those things are coming your way in January, February, and March. And tickets and details and fees and enrollment, all of that will be laid out a week from tomorrow, January 11th, 2020. Be well, soul sibling. Don't be frustrated if 2021 is just as sad and chaotic (laughs) and crazy as 2020. Because in the acceptance of what actually is happening is where the magic and the juice lies. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Be well. Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at viralmindfulness. Are you still there? Good. I got so caught up in speaking and all my words. So another thing I learned that's super important is so much of the life is about forgiveness. Our lives is learning to forgive ourselves and to be compassionate. Um, Something that seems so simple, like sitting and not talking for a week, so, so difficult. And so the invitation is just begin again, start again, come back to here. Um, And I wanted to read a couple quotes that got me going and into my silent retreat. This is from John O'Donohue. He says, when you taste the intimacy of God, it usually brings you to silence. Silence is a great sign of a person's spirituality.
one of the lovely ways of praying is just to come into that silence and to relax within it. And this one is from Meister Eckhart. Quote, there's nothing in the world that resembles God so much as silence does. Mm. See you next time. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> Vanessa sent me a text message, my friend Vanessa. Uh, this beautiful poem by Mark Nepo. It's so good. I'm going to read it to you. And then I swear, no more words. No more words. No more talking from me. All right, here you go, Mark Nepo. Now that we can't touch, I am awash with all the ways that touch sustains us. Like an electricity from one heart to another, or the ancient rush of water down a fall into the basin of a village. I'm thinking of how you wiped my brow in the hospital, and the time you stroked a fallen bird, its beak a quiver. And the time your mother held your face, saying, I saw how loving you are the day you were born. Or the moment I caught a stranger in the parking lot as her groceries splattered, her cart wobbling away. Earlier, it was grandma hoisting me to my feet in her Brooklyn alley and the hands of my father guiding mine as he taught me to use a chisel. Now I'm seeing Whitman as a medic in the Civil War, wrapping a bandage around a corporal's chest. And now I close my eyes to send my touch like a shaman across the dreamscape, hoping it will reach you. <laughs>